0: previously on the game of Rassilon.
1: You recognize this thing. This is a thing you've had for a long time, but don't use very often. It is a space-time telegraph. Uh, it's a unit frequency. Oh. Red archive breached. Alien incursion likely. You step out of the TARDIS into the, uh, the by now, heavily memed overgrown world of uh, Chernobyl on the outskirts of uh, Pripyat, I think that's how you pronounce yes, it? Yes, indeed. Uh, from the distance, you hear a, a word being yelled in your direction. Friend! Friend!
2: Is it Sergeant Puppers?
1: (gasps) And it is, you recognize Sergeant Puppers.
2: Yay! Um,
1: And then immediately you guys hear gunfire. You see uh, human-shaped figures in uh, in kind of black military gear. Um, You can't make out any specific faces, but they have very large assault rifles. Um, And when they spot you, um, they train the gun in your direction and start firing, and you're quick enough to be able to duck back under. But you can see Um, There's a team of about three or four people um, who have now spotted your location. Door slides open, Um, revealing a long corridor um, that kind of stretches out into darkness. You immediately feel a strong sense of unease and discomfort and fear. And it feels like something is about to lunge down that corridor and get you.
3: And welcome back to the game of Rassilon. That's right. It's the Doctor Who role playing game podcast. Uh, I once again, uh, I once again, (laughs) Uh, uh, I once again, am your friendly engineer, Michael Nixon. uh, And I'm joined as always by our uh, wonderful cast and crew. Of course, our doctor, Riley Silverman. Hello. Oh boy! Uh, uh, No pressure. Uh, Also, our uh, friendly neighborhood companion, uh, New Jersey's finest, Travis Killian, played by New Jersey's kindest, Dan Pack.
0: What's crack a lagging?
3: Okay, I take it all back. The show is canceled. (laughs) Uh, uh, Luckily, we have a repository of big rocks to deal with Dan. uh, Thanks to our wonderful game master, and uh, as I noted uh, last week uh, or or two weeks ago for the folks at home, mm, Ben Patton, our game master is back.
2: I believe I vetoed that.
1: No, you went out of vetoes at the start of the season, Oh, okay, yeah. Everyone everyone gets one, and you (laughs) used yours, I think, to um, punch Roman in
2: the face, which was a very out-of-character moment, but you used your veto to allow that
3: to... It wasn't in-game. I I have a black eye. Yeah, Um.
2: but I did it, and then I went, veto! And you're like, all right, I guess I can't complain about it. And then the cops came, and when I was being arrested, I was like, I vetoed it. And then you're like, well, take the cuffs off yeah, yeah, the cops exactly. were like you didn't use
0: the seasons one yet did you no
2: yeah and then and and they then, actually yeah. arrested Michael for filing a false police report yeah. mm-hmm. it was really rough and so. then he had to
1: use his veto to get that taken care of it was a whole life.
3: I'd say yeah I can't so there's
1: gonna be a gap in the season while Michael has his court case we are gonna try to find a different engineer but Roman <laughs> might uh, not be present well Roman's gonna sound weird we're actually gonna,
2: gonna s- bring in David Brearley to do the voice of Roman for that just like those four episodes <laughs> <It> sounds perfect <laughs> so we'll like we'll walk in the TARDIS and be He's like well I'm doing okay then." <laughs> <laughs> Master.
3: <laughs> oh, I, I. Yeah, gladly, <laughs> I would gleefully walk away from the part of David, David Lee. Really no, I,
2: I didn't say John Lee. I said David oh, Brealey.
3: David Brealey. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I committed a bit. In my head, I heard David Leeson, and I'm like, that's not. A, that's like the Robin Bland like canine. K9. Canine, yeah. It's like it's K9 like well, squared. I went, I
2: went deep cut, and then you went even deeper cut. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I say. And, oddly enough, Brandon <laughs> Morbius, which is very relevant right hey, now. Hey! Uh, yes, yes. Full circle. Anyway, State let's begin our episode. <laughs> Warrior's uh, Let's do this thing. All right, yes.
1: Um, so when last we met, which was 47 minutes ago... Um the uh, the entrance to the Red Archive had opened. You uh, you look ahead of you and see The any- Chamber
2: of Archives is opened, enemies of a doctor everywhere.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> cool. Uh the doors open and there is a long corridor stretching out into darkness. There are uh, doors lining the hallway. You all of you um the you the unit soldiers, even Sergeant Puppas feels as if there's this dark force lurking Uh, in the shadows waiting to lunge out at you. Um, But what happens instead is the ceiling lamps begin to turn on one by one, like old, old old-school halogen lamps just like, bing, bing, just down the hallway, illuminating right down until you can see, um, quite a ways down, a large set of double doors.
0: We are such a Scooby-Doo gang right now. It's crazy. We even
2: have the dog. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Says Sergeant Puppers. And I have a big thing of dog uh, Docker snacks, so it's worth it. <laughs> um alright, um, right, before we go into that Hall of Horrors, um we uh, you were telling me something about what was in the archive. Yes, uh there is uh a a data worm. It's is, it is a virus. Are you familiar with this? Yes, I am familiar with this virus. Uh,
1: yes, good. I believe we established it at the end of the last episode before the doors opened. Mm-hmm. Uh, so well,
2: I thought about it. We, we established it out of character. Let's do it in character now. That sounds great. So obviously, you know
1: about this data worm. It is a, it is an alien generated vi- virus that can be used to retrieve data from any computer pretty much on the world, which is one of the reasons why Unit um, contained it. And it has been in storage here in the Red Archive for uh, about 40 some years now. Um, unfortunately, we have reason to believe that someone has been using the, the, the data worm to retrieve data from from computer systems all over the world government systems have been infiltrated data has been copied but in most cases it has been outright stolen the data has been uh, uh entirely pilfered if you like from the from the the systems it has been used on so we are here to see if someone has invaded this space we are here to um uh, capture and contain the data worm and transfer it to a, a more secure facility uh, elsewhere on the planet so data has been copied You don't (laughs) copy that floppy, Doctor. Fair enough. Um, I've
0: learned that the hard way. Um... So is that why you guys are using uh, kind of like your own kit to get in? And I make reference to the chunky Game
1: Boy with the Palm Pilot. Uh, Larry, Larry is like spooling, like wrapping a wire around his
2: arm, like spooling the cable. Oh, that's not up how you're again. supposed to do it. Okay, oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I will say as, that we definitely left the, with a cliffhanger, or something was going to come lunging at us. Yes, the we did. So we've maybe been talking a little bit too long for that. to have No, been, no. Uh, uh, okay, what has happened has happened. There's there's a feeling like something is going
1: to lunge out of the darkness, right. but as the lights have pinged on, it has revealed there's nothing down okay. there. Sorry, that was maybe my maybe my fault when I described the lights. Maybe I didn't adequately describe the nothing that was in okay. the hallway. Except yeah. for the double doors. I apologize. Okay, sorry.
3: It was uh, one of those, uh, you know, the, the beginning of a, episode two where you have like a weird, like, you go back like five minutes in the episode, like classical? Anyway.
1: I was thinking more like um, the Impossible Planet and the Satan Pit, where it's like, oh, the thing's opening. Oh, no! Everything's shaking. Everyone's gonna die. And then the start of the next episode is, yeah, the hole's open. Now, what? That's the yeah. kind of vibe. Okay. Um... um uh, yeah, so, so Larry is, as he's kind of winding the cable up and making Travis wince with his poor cable management, he's like, uh, um, I, I cannot can't... remember what I was going to have Larry say. What what, <laughs> what, what, are we, what, I'm sorry. Uh, what, asking all... about the outdated, uh, technology that they're using. Uh, oh, Larry says, yeah. um, uh, Larry looks at you and he says, well, we have limited resources now. We don't have the, uh, every, we don't have the full unit, like, toolbook at our disposal anymore. A lot of units, Gear has been collected by various go- world government agencies. No, but I understand. But you're using, you know, thirty year old tech right now. We we cobbled together what we
2: have with with what we have, and we hey, use the knowledge just, we don't, have to don't tech shame. Oh, I'm not. I'm trying to understand. <laughs> um. All right. Did Did anyone else feel something watching them when we opened the dark room?
1: Barton says, "Yeah, I definitely felt a a presence, uh, some kind of aura." And what I want everyone to do. Um, is I would like you to roll, um, uh, awareness and, uh, resolve, please. Thirteen. Uh, sixteen. Travis, you feel something. You feel, um, I don't want to describe it as a regression, but you feel, you feel a little bit like, um... The com- some of the confidence that you've, you've accrued over the last season and a bit's worth of adventures, you're not feeling that confidence there anymore. Um, and for the time being, you have lost your Brave trait. Okay. <laughs> does
2: he get back his Cowardly trait?
1: Uh, doesn't get back Cowardly, but does loo- lose okay. his Brave. And we'll see what happens. I'm um, trying to give you help. <laughs> I, don't ha- I never had the Cowardly. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, doctor, you can no longer feel the turn of the universe. <laughs> riley's face is i don't know how a god. and part of so <coughs> you you that sense of you can feel the world spinning and you can kind of feel your place within the universe that is now gone and you're actually kind of struggling a little bit to yeah. like, determine like north from south east from west your sense of direction has started to um is a little okay confused right now
2: uh, where are we what I Everyone want just feel that. What just happened? Yeah.
0: I want to glance down at the celery the doctor gave me, which I have put on my sheet as danger
3: celery with an
1: exclamation <laughs> point. It's <laughs> celery.
3: Okay. Is it fresh celery? Is it uh, how's the celery looking? It's Little, pretty green. Built? Okay. It's
1: brown. It was always brown. It's very old celery. No, it's green. It's green well,
2: celery. this is rotted. You're already in danger. And I handed him to celery.
1: Rotted <laughs> 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 celery in one hand and a knife in the other. Stab. Gotcha. Mission accomplished. Anyway. Doctor Who. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, that's my favorite character, Doctor Chuck Who. Uh, my American Doctor Who with a machine gun. I love yes, that
1: guy. he's pretty great. All right. um, and uh, is uh, anyone else like visible... Vis- is anyone else visibly shaken? Um, there's, there's a kind of tension in the room that you have picked up on, and even, uh, like, Sergeant Puppers is kind of looking at everyone with a degree of concern. Puppers, are you okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he kind of looks up at you, and he's just kind of looking up at you. He's just kind of looking up at you. But you can see... Like, everyone else is kind of hearing a, kind of that gentle, concerned... Not like, not, like, prolonged, extended, but, like, a little whimper... Uh, from Sergeant Puppers. Like, and Sergeant Puppers is a trained military dog, so maybe this is not a sound that anyone's accustomed to, or the, the unit people are accustomed to hearing Sergeant Puppers make, but this is a, definitely a dog noise that you guys are familiar with. It's a dog that is
2: a little anxious. I guess the only thing we can do is, is the only way out is through, so let's keep going forward and head to those doors.
0: All right. Um, As we're walking, I want to ask the unit people, do you have any idea who those people were who were shooting at us, by the way?
1: Uh, And uh, And uh, I go, that's a good good question. I guess I should have asked that too. I was a little focused on getting a shot, but I should have asked it. Good call. Weaver says, if I had to guess, I would say that was probably Department 08. Do I know what that means? That's entirely up to you. Do you want to do a roll? Yeah. Give me
3: Probably knowledge and something?
1: Uh, It's going to be knowledge and
2: (sighs) ingenuity. We'll call it that. Is it Unit-related, would I be able to bring you... I'm
1: going to... I, I would... It's it's kind of unit-related. It's unit-adjacent, so I'd, so I'd give you a buffer. Okay.
2: Friends of unit. Okay. Did you say 0A, like the letter? Zero 08. 8. Okay. You said ingenuity? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a 24. 24 is very good. Um,
1: yeah, you immediately recognized the the, the name uh, um, Department 08. In the wake of the um, uh, dismantling of unit internationally, Department 08 was set up by the Russian government to kind of fulfill that role, um, to kind of take over where UNIT um, were. Uh, The handover was maybe not as amicable as one might expect. Uh, UNIT did not give Department 08 necessarily the keys to the house, as it were. Um, So there's a little bit of bitterness between the two organizations, but they have their own facilities and their own resources um, and it's safe to say that they are significantly better equipped than this, these three former unit soldiers and one dog would be.
2: All right, <clears throat> all right. Um, that doesn't sound good. Um, I haven't really run into them before, but I haven't been super, you know, caught up on their activities either. So, yeah, they're very new. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, I mean, people. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how much, how long my how much my doctors interacted with them in the time between. I kind of, like, go up a little... I kind of, like, just, like, take a sigh, because that makes me anxious a little bit, and then... and I'm feeling off because of my situation, so uh, I just kind of press forward down the hallway. Okay.
1: So as you're all walking down the hallway, you are passing all of these, these doors, these kind of regular, kind of, uh, like, door-shaped doors, a regular door like one might find in a house or synagogue, <laughs> and it is a... Uh door shaped kind of, door ribbons are definitely coming next. <laughs> I I got to <laughs> tell you. Wow. Um metal door frames, sturdy metal doors with uh with a, a rectangle of uh wire mesh glass. Okay. I'm peeking in those those, those glasses to see if I see Okay. Anything. Um as you pass each room there is uh, each room contains something. For example, in one room you see a uh, a a a large wooden stand like a stool on which is perched a uh, in a precarious position, a priceless ming vase that looks like it's about to teeter off the edge, and then as you're looking in it does, it, it rocks and falls and smashes against the ground and then there's a moment before all of the, 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 the vast ki- kind of re- recollects itself and reverses back up onto the stall. Um, and as you watch this two or three times, you realize it's caught in this kind of internalized time loop where it's constantly being knocked down and reassembled and knocked down and reassembled as if reliving some kind of comedy bit where none of the uh, participants of the, the skit are present for it. Okay. Involving the destruction of a the destruction of a priceless Ming vase in another room. Um, you see this kind of, uh this kind of bulbous gray shape with with no discernible features almost like a gas or a cloud or a wind um just kind of um slowly turning in place moving around the room Uh, moving around the edges of the, like, almost like a a cyclone, like a tornado. Kind of like a mini cyclone, like a tornado. Um, just, just, just this kind of lifeless Like a Tasmanian devil, just like spinning around. (laughs) Very, very, I would describe it more like, you know, when there's, uh, you know, when you're in an alleyway, like a parking lot and the wind picks up and it's picking up, but it's like visible and gray. So not, not so much tornado-y in the terms of, in terms of twisty, turny, twistery, turnery, twisty turns. Um, but more in the sense of, I'm just, farting out ribbons with my mouth right now um the <laughs> <laughs> including that one now <laughs> yeah um but it's just kind of this kind of formless gray smoke i would almost say um like half tasmanian devil half smoke monster from lost okay but you don't pick any sentience up from from whatever this thing is okay um and it's just all things like this like all little oddities and um one room contains a uh, there is a, 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 a man in a flat cap with a, a big coat with kind of like a wool brim standing there with an open suitcase full of, uh, like knockoff Rolex watches, kind of beckoning to no one in particular to come and buy his watches. And you can kind of hear the sound muffled through the glass. There's just each room contains an oddity, an object, a person, a
2: shape, a form, a force. Can I, using Time Traveler, um, is there any, th- or Time Lord, I mean, experience, is there anything I can, like, recognize, or, like, I know this technology is from this particular alien race, or whatever, or, like, I I, I know the explanation for it? Um, I would, I mean,
1: almost certainly there's, there's probably going to be something, like, there's going to be stuff that you recognize. Okay. But a lot of this stuff seems less rooted in... Science in necessarily in technology and a lot a lot of it seems to kind of veer towards the metaphysical the almost
2: magical, I would say okay, strange I mean magic is just science hasn't explained yet, but um all right, so I keep
1: walking okay um Travis, are you doing anything in particular right now? I think
0: peeking in the windows also, but also like constantly looking back over from where we came because there was still like a strike team. Okay. You know, only being stopped by a manhole cover. Yeah. So like almost looking for I don't know, places to hide or like I don't know, barricade kind of as we're going, but not not actively, just kind of a little bit
1: more um passively concerned. As you look back, the doors that you walked through slam shut. Okay. And all of you stop and you're kind of startled by this. Uh, by, by this, this sudden happening, this kind of shunk as these doors closing much more quickly than they open. They open very slowly and dramatically as if it was, I don't know, approaching the cliffhanger of an episode of Doctor Who. And now they've just closed quickly and rapidly like any door on the Death Star in Star Wars where they've filmed it and sped it up way too much. It looks kind of weird but cool. Uh, um, and Weaver, see, turning and seeing this immediately looks at everyone else and says, Did anyone do that? Who did that? Who closed the doors? you have the controls. Larry says it w- 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 wasn't me. I, I haven't touched anything. I think everything's packed up. It wasn't it wasn't us. We're not even wired in right now and I don't think those doors are uh uh, uh set up to to receive an external signal. And uh Weaver just kind of give, kind of stares at everyone with and you can kind of almost pick up a, a a little um discomfort or distrust on her face as 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 she continues down the hallway. Um Travis, you Uh, Looking through one of the doors, you see affixed to the wall in one of these rooms uh, a Krispy Kreme sign um, that is currently lit up as if to suggest fresh donuts uh, available inside. Would have
0: preferred Dunkin' Donuts, but uh, that's interesting. So, yeah, looking a little closer.
1: Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just on. That's weird. Yeah, and it's in this room. Isn't that kind of, what's up with that? Wait, wait, it's in the main chamber? It's in it's no no, it's in one of the soils, Oh okay, yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, at this point
2: everything is alien, yeah.
0: so yeah, like yeah. it's like oh I I could go for a donut,
2: but I mean Inside that donut, is there another donut? <laughs> There's a don the donut hole has a hole in it.
3: And it's a uh it's got its own. It's <laughs> own. Anyway, anyway. Uh
1: as you walk past another door, Travis, you uh you see uh sitting on a, a small folding table a copy of uh Buffy the Vampire Slayer season three. Uh, it's a VHS box set.
3: Uh. It's just bleeding. No, uh, <laughs> Yeah.
1: it's
0: so just it's the box set, it's just in there. I mean I don't have I don't have a VCR right here.
2: I'll see it. I'll watch it on the TARDIS later. I'll watch it on the TARDIS TARDIS later. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I actually have the high res transfers. It's fine. Perfect. Um, As
1: you walk past it, the box set changes, and it is now a Betamax collection of Lost Season 2.
0: I don't know what that is.
1: Yeah, you don't know what it is, but you you recognize that the the thing has changed (laughs) shape and form. I look at what he's looking at. What do I see? Um, You see the same box set, uh, but as you watch it, it changes again. Uh, into a laser disc collection of The Mandalorian season one part two. Oh, <coughs>
2: wow! Well, it feels weird they split it up into two parts. It's not that long of a season, but all right. I'm pretty short episodes. So laser discs are—you know—they don't have so much space. I mean, the box set that doesn't make okay. Um, all right. I'm kind of, kind to say to everybody, like, all oh, right, I know that this is very strange and weird, but it might actually be a ploy to distract us. So we need to keep moving forward, and we need to figure out what. what is causing all this to happen, and we need to figure out who's been taking that data worm.
1: As you walk further down, you begin to notice that the, doubles, the, the double doors at the end of the corridor, you realize that there's no glass on them, there's no handle, and it basically been welded shut. Um, but uh, Larry is referring to a, a printed document that he's pulled out of his pocket, and he says, um, if the information I have here is correct, then uh, the data worm should be stored on a computer terminal in that room. And he points to a door, um, like two or three uh, doors up from the end of the corridor um on coming up on your left. Okay. I uh
2: I start heading towards that door.
1: Okay. Um you reach that door and there is an old uh computer. It is a uh it is a computer with white trim. It has black keys and the function keys are are orange. And you would kind of recognize this because there was a very similar computer as part of the Tardis console a very very long time ago. Um Travis, I'm actually going to have you do a uh, knowledge one. I'm going to have you do uh, ingenuity and knowledge. Or technology. Or technology. Oh, actually, knowledge is better. That's more using. Yeah, knowledge is is the better one. Uh, Throw in tech adept or just straight roll? Yeah, I'll give you tech tech adept.
0: Uh, (laughs) That is...
1: um, A dirty 20? Yeah, it is. Is it really? Yes, it is. Wow. Yeah. Your you dice are right. real. Um, you recognize it as, it wasn't really a computer that was commonly available in the US, but you recognize this as a BBC Micro. It was a, a very popular home computer in the UK, uh, during the early to mid 80s. Um, and, uh, actually fun, real world fun in fact, there were a couple of very bad Doctor Who games for the BBC Micro back in the day that were terrible.
2: Uh, question. Awesome. Do I recognize it as a similar type of keyboard or do I feel like this is my actual keyboard it's from not, my ship? Okay.
1: It's not yours, no. I mean, okay. from a production standpoint, they just put one of those computers in the TARDIS console. Gotcha. Making sure. Um I would imagine the doctor is familiar with what a BBC Micro is, especially um, uh, because those computers, I mean, you weren't in the UK when you crashed in the early 90s, but those computers would, were
3: still found in some schools in the early 90s. Yeah. Well, so. I also
2: had, had one in my own past. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, also, the
3: fourth doctor did notoriously sell computers in Australia, so. That is true. The doctor <laughs> is that a lot. Yeah, prime. Yeah. Prime. Yeah, it's their, I their honeymoon. Sure, I, given,
2: <laughs> given all the weirdness, I wanted to make sure that wasn't like a thing that I would notice. Okay. So I'm going to go up and try to use the computer. Uh, the door's locked. Oh, sorry. I thought that was the door. The <laughs> I, I was thinking you was saying the computer was like the key code to get into
1: the, the, the computer. The computer is, I is, now. is I in know. the room. It's on a very, very simple kind of like, almost like an IKEA. Table. There's the computer. There's an old, a very, very old CRT monitor. In fact, it's
2: not even a monitor. It's like a television,
1: basically. Okay. Um, and uh, there's a DOS prompt on the screen.
2: Okay, I'm going to try to open the door.
1: Uh, how do you intend to do
2: that? Uh, so it's locked. It's locked. It's is it deadlocked? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Uh, I'm going to scan it and see if it's deadlocked. It is not. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to. Use what a great interaction we just had. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to uh, try to use the sonic to open the door.
1: Alright. Uh, do you want to roll, or do you want to try to use story points? i use points. Since you gave me points back, I'll
2: use them. I'll use okay. Them. Uh, yeah, you use the sonic on the door, and the door just kind of clicks open. Okay. Um, I'm going to tell everyone to stand back, just in case there's anything like, like, like a security thing or something, and then I'm going to open the door.
1: Uh, as you go to open the door... Actually, one second. Uh, Weaver looks at you and says, No, no. Step away from that door. I'm going in.
2: Um, wait, what's going on now? Uh,
1: sorry. So, I'm sorry, Doctor. I don't... I don't... I've never met you before. I don't know who you are. I want to take point on this. This is my mission. You, all st- right, you well, wait all outside? Right, well, let's
2: go ahead. No, let's go ahead and stop there. Because I don't know you. i met you before either. And I'm the one at the door. So I'm going to go ahead and do what I'm going to do. And you can just hang on and be a little bit patient. All right? And then I've already been shot at. My friend's been shot at. Sergeant Puppers has been shot at. And I'm not really here right now for some trumped up power game.
1: Uh, Barton, uh... Barton looks at Weaver and says, uh, uh, with, with respect Weaver, this, you know, this is the doctor who, you know, that she's helped us in, in difficult situations before she has previous with unit and Weaver interrupts and says, I, I don't want to hear it. I don't care. This is, this is my mission. I don't
2: know this person. I don't know either of these people. While she's talking, I just open the door and walk in the room. Like I literally just ignore her talking and go in the room. <laughs> Um I'm I'm at the door with the door yeah, open. Like yeah. I, like she can keep talking and I'm just gonna like let her keep going and go in the room. And then I'd get in front of the door once it's
0: closed. Like like pretend casual, okay. like back up against the door, like oh, I I guess the doctor went in?
2: Yeah. Uh <laughs> Weaver yells, get out of that room. Oh, oh, you don't care about positions and so on, so I'm just gonna go ahead and do what I want to do. And then I go to the computer and start seeing if You something. go to touch the computer <laughs> and instead of hitting a key you hit
1: a mist, and the shape of the computer just kind of poofs out of existence, like it was like it was uh, like smoke cap- captured in a in a bottle. And by putting your hand through it, you shattered the illusion, the the smoke of the uh, of the computer of the screen. All of it just kind of dissipates, and it's gone. Oh,
2: I wanted to push the thought. All right, well that's embarrassing. And I go now we have to be friends again. I guess I don't know. Um, <clears throat> this is awkward, but. That's gone. Is there anything else in the room? It's it's just the table, and the table has nothing on it. Okay,
1: uh, I'm gonna like Weaver's looking through the window. We, we, Weaver like pushes past Travis. To, actually, let's do Let's do a, let's do yeah. a, a strength contest. Um, this I is may not be brave, but I am still you know a, made of meat. Strength and athletics as 30-20, <laughs> uh,
3: Travis picks up Weaver and throws her. <laughs> strength and athletics <laughs> as, she, as she
1: tries to push you out of the way to at least like yeah. look through the window. Yeah. I rolled two sixes, so this is. I rolled a six and a five. Oh my god. Whoa. <laughs> uh, no. Oh no. so it's, it's all going to come down to the numbers. So I have. It does um, tend to be how it works, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, 16. You win, I got 15. I had 15. Yeah. Uh, Weaver easily kind of pushes past you and kind of looks through the window and sees this kind of Hey, easy with the merchandise, lady. <laughs> Cla- oh, another classic Travis line. Oh this is the thing that listeners download this podcast for is to hear Travis say easy with the much Did you get those ribbons <laughs> made up Michael? Because... No, I was,
3: I was really busy with Travis's other classic line. Hey, I'm walking here. I got a bunch of those printed out. I, I didn't <laughs> say moichandise.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh,
3: I was on my own. Thanks. All right.
1: We, uh, we, we do love, we do so love hearing Travis use his, uh, his stock set state statements and, and fun catchphrases. Um, uh, it's so later Weaver sees the fact that the computer is gone and there's just this this mist is kind of dissipating into the air, and we Weaver like opens the door so you can hear her say clearly, What did you do?
2: I just went to touch the thing and it wasn't a it wasn't a thing.
1: What did you do?
2: I tried to use the computer. This
1: is why I didn't want you you know what? And she pulls the door shut and it clicks and you hear a beep and the door is locked again. Uh, and then you just hear me like muffling a lot of like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> and she
1: and she looks at Travis and she says,
2: "How did she lock the door?
1: The door, the, it, the door automatically locks when the door is when it's shut again. She didn't do anything; it just beeped okay. as as she shut it. Um, but I will, I will like to point out, this is no different from the previous lock situation. Yeah, but I want to burn yeah. you all my story points to unlock the door over and over uh, again. This is fair. Um, but uh, she now looks at Travis and she says, uh, um, "I couldn't trust her." I definitely can't trust you. Yeah, I'm not hearing an I'm sorry anywhere. You just shoved me. And Barton steps forward and says, uh, uh, Weaver, really, there's, there's no need for this. And Weaver uh, pulls a gun on Barton and says, I don't know if I can trust you either, Barton. You, you clearly are in league with these two, whatever they're doing. Um, and I need everyone uh, to roll uh, presence and resolve.
3: So just theoretically, if this were a, a film television show, we'd be getting a lot of like... Like behind Weaver, kind of shots of her looking real suspicious. Yeah, she's she's giving
1: everyone side eye at this point. She's
3: got some shaky close ups. Yeah, 18.
1: 11. Okay, Ooh. Uh, Ooh. you get a you the lock. It you go? start to feel a little more grounded and a little more present. Okay, you got to like like you can feel, you can have. Little a turn of the universe as a treat. Okay. Um,
3: <laughs> turn of the galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a treat.
1: Turn, turn of parts of this solar system. Um, Travis, mmm.
3: Oh, Travis, Travis, Travis. What do my notes say about you, Travis? Nothing <laughs> flattering. His last name is Killian. His initials are TPK. Uh, no, uh, you're gonna live.
1: <laughs> you are. Your anxiety is kicking in, like you are starting to feel like genuinely anxious and uncomfortable in a way that you have not felt at all traveling with it. Maybe the last time you felt anything close to this was when you realized you were trapped at the uh the museum of mm. uh et cetera et etc but n- this is this is anxiety like not right. quite an anxiety attack, but like it's brewing and it's yeah it's difficult to contain.
0: Uh, yeah, I think, like, he's gonna be really t- taken aback by the gun and the fact that the doctor is now locked behind a door and kind of like, okay, oh, oh okay, uh, let's just, let's, let's, let's take, let's take a step back, let's take a breath. There's no need for the, for the gun. Um, can we, can we, can we talk about this without the gun? P- please, please, please. I need to know what you're doing here and, and
1: I need to know what your intentions okay, are. Okay,
0: we, we were just answering a call for help. Uh, the doctor, does that, I travel with her, and uh, I mean, she usually saves the day. Sometimes I help, but sometimes I just get in the way, but you, you you, were with Unit before the disillusion
1: of it? Yes. So clearly you know about the Doctor, yes? I've never met the Doctor. I know about the Doctor. I've never met the Doctor. I have no idea what oh, oh, to okay. expect.
0: okay, but, but you understand that the Doctor, historically, you know, ally, good person, you know, saved the universe more times than there are stars in the sky,
1: please just we can talk about this without the gun and and then who are you travis patrick killian who are you it's parker but that's
0: neither here nor there i'm just a person I'm, i'm just i'm just someone who who was living a life and it was upended and now i live this life and the last thing i want is for anyone to get
2: unnecessarily hurt so please can i be picking the lock while this is happening
1: uh, I was actually going to say, as the, this is why I did a roll, as, as this is happening, um, uh, Larry has walked over to the door and is trying to use the, the, his, his chunky Game Boy to avoid the locking mechanism. Okay. And he, he sees you seeing him, and he kind of goes, okay. Um, and uh... Continue, sorry. Yes, sorry, do continue. I was trying to I mean, that was. That, I, I, I was at the end of a paragraph at that point, yeah. so it's fine. <laughs> uh, Weaver is very clearly like you can you can kind of see it's not just distrust in her eyes like you are able to see a paranoia um as she is uh very clearly threatened by your presence and you you uh you hear her kind of pull back the what's the thing
2: hammer
0: the
1: hammer, the hammer on the thank you very much I'm, I I don't know what a gun it's is it's a room
3: of america Yeah. <laughs>
2: um am I out of the door by this point um as as <laughs>
1: Uh, as she kind of pulls the hammer back and she's about to say something, uh, you hear the beep
2: as Larry has unlocked the door. Okay, uh, I'm immediately Go, Hi and I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> doing Venetian Aikido on her arm to knock the gun out of her hand. Okay, you are <laughs> definitely giving me strength and fighting. Oh, strength? Can it can it be like like coordination and fighting because it's like a it's a martial art, not a, not a not a brute force kind of thing?
1: I think a solid case could be made for that. However, you are using your arm.
2: Yeah, but I'm not using my left arm. as broken. I'm not using my my shot arm. I'm Using my good arm.
3: I second I opinion. Coordination's important, but if you're not strong enough to knock the gun out of her hand,
2: no, martial arts is not about strength. I mean, it it it, it you can't be like it, it's about like pressure points. I and guess it is like coordination. Yeah, yeah.
3: I, you know what? Coordination. I you know what? It's
2: like it's a dexterity move, not a strength move. It's so. the
3: coordination of your yeah. You know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah coordination. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll That's you, it. I'll yeah. let you
2: do that. Do it. Coordination and what? Coordination and fighting. Fighting, okay. Uh, everybody was coordinated fighting. I like that. I fought for with essentially two points, but that, that's fine. Um, yeah. Okay. That's gaming. And then, do I have anything else that can come in here? Um, your traits. I don't know if brave would be part of it or if um, quick reflexes would be part
1: of it. Uh, quick reflexes. I will definitely give you a plus two for quick reflexes.
2: Okay. I think that's probably the only thing that I have besides. Oh, a tough. Tough I think tough is more like my resilience to other things, right? Not my ability to be.
3: I think so. I think, yeah, tough yeah, is that reduces yeah, damage. resistance okay, resilience. Cool. Yeah. Oh,
2: I should have maybe used that when I got shot earlier. Could have if <laughs> I remembered it. Yeah, all right. Um, it's
3: going around. All right, so. You've got um, so many traits, Doctor. You're just, cruel. you know.
2: Um, all right, so I'm going to do that, and then I'm going to roll. Going to be 18.
1: 18? 18's good. Yeah, you You. Uh. height. The gun out of uh, uh, Weaver's hands, um, and she's momentarily phased, and then turns to swing and take a punch at you. So okay. she's she's going to do that, and that is strength and okay. and then fighting. I'll
2: roll some sort of like dodge. Uh,
1: that is if you're blocking. I'm not blocking. I'm dodging. Not blocking. Dodge. Okay, so that uh, uh, dodge is going to be uh, coordination and athletics.
3: Okay. Quick reflexes does really in there too. Oh, you absolutely get know. the plus
1: for the quick reflexes. Uh, four, eight, nine, twelve.
2: I had, uh, fourteen. Okay, so yeah, you do- you
1: effectively dodge out of the way. Um, uh, she kind of turns and she looks at you and, and, uh, she says, What? I don't trust either of you. I don't know what you're doing here, but I'm. She, she, and it's just it's a paranoia and a and an anger in her eyes now, and mm-hmm. she, the
2: paranoia is such that you cannot predict what she's going to do. Okay, next. I'm going to use my voice of authority. Okay, um, um, I'm going to say, um, with my voice of authority, uh, I'm going to, and I'm going to like kind of like kick the gun towards Travis, so that because he's the only one I trust to not actually like use it in any way. Um, and I, I go, I go, was it was it Doctor Weaver or just a were they just a, a Corporal Weaver. Corporal Weaver Okay. Okay. Corporal Weaver, I don't know what's happening right now, and I, I think, I can I tell that there's something maybe, like, affecting her the way, like, because I know that I was affected, and I assume Travis is affected, so... Uh,
1: I think at this point it's safe to say that there, there's some external force that is affecting you all.
2: Okay. Like, I don't know what's going on with you, and I'm sorry to have to be so rough about it, but... If you don't trust us, fine. There are a lot of angry people out there with guns who have used them against us already. So you can go ahead and mistrust us all you want. But for the time being, we're the ones who were not shooting at you. So maybe it'd be better if all of us got along right now. Did you already roll? No. Let's do that. Okay. Okay. That is going to be an 18. She looks
1: at you and she looks at everyone else. And in particular, she looks to Travis, who's looking visibly anxious now, like in a way that she had not yet seen. And uh she uh
2: kind of shakes her head a little bit
1: and blinks. And I see
2: a 19 if you want to add my unit bonus to that.
1: Yeah, I'll give okay. you that. Yeah, she and she says she kind of grabs her face and she just says, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um <sighs> something <sighs> I'm not feeling myself. So- I, I, I all all I can feel right now is just an intense distrust of of everyone in in the room um and uh in that moment uh you hear uh sergeant puppers everyone hears his sergeant Puppers start to whimper and sees sees him kind of get down into like a uh like you know pause in front of him like head on his paws uh kind of very kind of that kind of dog anxiety yeah which uh I know Dan knows very well yeah um, he's, uh, he's also, uh, Sergeant Poppers is very clearly, uh, being affected by something. I bend down and pop- pe- pet him. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay, He just it's looks, okay. looks up at you and there's it's no, okay. like, immediate reaction. I mean, I the know. tail starts yeah, to wag a little yeah. bit, but the yeah. eyes and the, the, yeah. the front, the posture and yeah. the body language it's okay. it's says, okay. says, thank you, but I'm
2: uncomfortable it's still. Okay. Um, I am, I'm going to... Scan the room, with my Sonic, to see if I can pick up like a signal or something. that's like causing this, like there's something in the air that's like causing this sort of like hi, like hallucinations or mental effects.
1: Okay, um, you're not. I'm not going to have you do okay. a roll. You're not picking up any any kind of signal or um, gas or anything like that. Um, you are getting a kind of vague presence, and it's coming from the other side of the double doors that are
2: welded shut. Okay. Um, can my Sonic be used to unweld something that's been welded? Like I like I don't think it probably can because it's not—it's not a laser screwdriver. But yeah, my—I'm
1: thinking about how the Sonic has been used on the TV, and I know that there's a lot of leeway with how the Sonic is used in the modern series. But I also know that it took a certain amount of, you know, holding and and wiggling to get it to reattach barbed wire. I think unwelding a door is probably beyond the scope uh, of the Sonic. How, how about this? We—I uh, I ask any of the uh,
0: unit people if they have. Like a kit on them that might have like an acetylene torch or something like
1: that. Uh, oh, that's that's not a bad idea. If you if you want to spend two story points, I can, do. Then uh, 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 Larry says uh, we we do have a, a torch. I'm not feeling particularly uh, keen on. Uh, if, if 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 whatever is affecting us is coming from the, the 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 other side of that door, I I would much rather just just go. I'm I'm very very keen to um to to
2: to go. I just I don't. Who's saying that, partner, Larry? Uh, that's that's Larry. Okay. Oh, well, right, Larry. Um, what, what what was his rank again? Uh, Larry is uh, also a corporal, Corporal Harris. Corporal Harris. all right, all right Harris. Listen. And I, I'm calling him, I'm calling him Harris now to because I'm being like serious. Mm-hmm. I'm like kind of getting like switching out of like the fun jovial doctor mode because things are getting intense. Mm. We could leave, but then we're giving away the things that people are obviously <laughs> trying to get to. I don't know. Look, right now, I don't know how to feel about the remainders of unit. I don't know how to feel about the department 08, but I do know myself. And I know who I trust, and if there's anyone who's gonna nullify whatever's happening in that room, it's gonna be me and I'm gonna be here for it. So you're welcome to leave if you want to. You're welcome to take Ms. Weaver here with you, and you can do whatever you want, but just know you're about to walk into gunfire by doing it. There's no way they're gonna stay there forever.
1: Larry says, Well, I mean we we were sent here to, to get the, the 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 data worm, right? Shouldn't we be looking for that? And Weaver immediately says, don't don't you get it? The there is there is no data worm. The The Data Worm should have been in that room. I don't think there is a Data Worm. I think it was a lure to get us here. And I don't personally know whether that means we are... It it is Whatever lured us here is here to trap us or do something unkind to us or whether there's something on the other side of that door that either wants to be released or does not want to be released. But I'm not feeling entirely confident about our presence here right now. And, uh, in that moment, uh, everyone realizes Barton's not here. Barton hasn't been here for a couple of minutes now. It's just been the four of you and Sergeant Puppers.
2: Wait, wasn't Barton there Does, uh, con- convincing the, wasn't, wasn't Barton the one who was telling the Weaver to stand down?
1: Yes. But since then, oh, okay. in the
2: conversation okay. you've
1: been having, you realize Barton has gone. You didn't see them leave, you didn't you know, you didn't hear them go. They're just not here anymore. But ba- where where Bot ba- they were just, where's Barton? Has anyone seen Barton? Uh, your, Barton. Your voice echoes down the hallway, um uh, down the corridor, um but uh, no one no one calls back. Did did anyone see what happened? They were just they were just they were just here. They were arguing with Weaver. Where did they go? Uh hey any of you have walkie talkies or anything? Uh uh Larry says, uh, "Yeah, yeah, I, ha- I have a, I have a walkie-talkie. Let me, uh, uh, let me check it." And he he pulls out this this walkie-talkie and he he squeezes it and uh, uh, says, "Button, uh, button, you reading me? Over?" And there's nothing. And he does this, he does this a couple more times and there's there's no response.
2: Sergeant Puppers, Puppers, Puppers. I am going to uh pet Puppers in that like calming, like like reassuring kind of mm. way, and like like trying to like kind of be therapeutic. And I'm gonna say, "Hey, buddy, hey." Do you know what happened to your friend? Do you know where they went? barton has gone. We we we're gonna find them. barton has gone.
1: I don't know. I didn't see. Am I a bad dog? No, no. Am I bad I dog? Do- I'm you're bad a very, dog. You're
2: a good dog. You're a very good boy. I'm 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 good. Good boy. You're a good boy. I'm a good boy. But I need you to hey and i like i give i give him like a scritch behind the ears um is there anything i can roll to try to like actually calm them? because i've been able to break this anxiety with weaver and myself and a little bit with travis so there's something i can do to break the dog have the anxiety as well what can i roll what's like an animal handling i have animal friendship um i mean animal friendship i I guess would definitely give you a buff on a roll um if you
1: i mean at the moment like you can kind of pick up a little bit both in kind of the tone of uh, of of Sergeant Pupper's voice and t- kind of general demeanor, like um, Pupper's is having like a crisis of self. Like, okay, Pupper's. Uh,
2: I, I get that. Yeah. I'm trying to solve that so, problem. That's that's so like 100 percent the issue at hand that I'm trying to fix.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be presence and presence, presence and convinced. I would say. This
2: okay, uh, presence and convince plus
3: animal friendship. Okay, would I was would, would psychic factor into this at all? I know it's like mainly like mind melds and stuff, but. I, I don't know how the connection between... Because it could be... I think psychic like gives you like a pretty beefy buff. So I'm just trying to be um, honest
2: that that's, that's... To see into a target's mind, the player must succeed. I'm not trying to get in the dog's mind. Okay. I'm just trying okay. to... Um, I, what I'm trying to do is calm the dog down. I'm, I'm backstage, GMing. To like,
3: gonna...
2: um, contact. Uh, no, I'm trying <laughs> to... Uh, okay, I already <laughs> have my, my rolls in my head, so I'm going to roll that. tact
1: Okay, that's a 19. Okay, that's very good. Yeah, okay. um, your uh, your words uh, are soothing, and you kind of see Sergeant Popper's tail start to like pick up speed, Okay. and
2: then he takes off like an airplane. No, yeah. um, uh, and I'm not, okay. Once once he's kind of back to form and not mm-hmm. like just like this an- anxious yeah, he, husk of an he animal, he kind of
1: sits up and he stretches and he stands and he says uh, he says with conviction, he says,
2: "Good boy." Right. All right. You know Barton better than anyone here, and you know that they love you and that they would do anything to help you. I need you to help us find them. I need you to sniff every inch of these corridors until you find them and you take care of them. Uh, Sergeant
1: Puppers looks you in the eye and says, Puppers good dog? Barton best dog. And immediately starts (laughs) sniffing around, like just like sniffing on trying to pick up the scent and then seems to get something and starts moving towards the, 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 the welded shut steel door. Okay. Um, and, and, and sort of steps towards the steel door and kind of stops just shy of it and looks up at you and then looks at the door and then looks at you again and says, uh, Barton. Barton's on the other side of the door.
2: Yes. Barton! And I, I start yelling through the door, Barton! Uh, you don't hear anything. Okay. Um, I'm going to use the Sonic to scan for life signs. Do I get a detection of Burton behind the door? Uh, you definitely pick up Barton's life sign on, on the Sonic. Do they seem conscious?
1: Um that's that's a tricky question. Uh I'm gonna say maybe okay. is the read you get you get unclear okay. readings. Okay. Alright. Um, and uh, Larry says uh, how 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 are we gonna get through that door? That thing's welded shut. Do any of you have a torch? Uh that's when Larry goes, Yes! That's how I'm so I'm I'm such an i I
2: feel like such an idiot next to you. I apologize, Doctor. I'm so sorry. Hey, um, hey Larry? You know what you need to be? You don't need to be the doctor. You need to be Larry. You need to be a very good Larry. Are you a good Larry? Yeah. <laughs>
1: hey.
2: Yes? Hey, are you a good Larry? I'm a good Larry. Uh, uh, Larry. Larry. I'm Larry. Good Larry. Are you a good Larry? Yeah. And he pulls out the, uh, the torch. I want you to say it. Look me in
1: the eye and tell me you're a good Larry. Uh. I'm a good... This no, feels... with conviction. This is very strange.
2: Yeah, this it is... should. Yeah, it's. We're in, a, we're in a dark hallway with a missing friend and a vanishing computer and a dog that knows more about this job than anyone here. Now, Larry, hey. I <laughs> want you to look me <laughs> in the eye, and with excitement, I want you to tell me that you've got this. I've got this. <laughs> hey, okay.
3: There you go. Larry. 100% Larry. I've got
1: <laughs> this.
2: I've got this. Larry, are you a robot? I've got this. Okay, I, I I've definitely... got this, and he points to the torch. <laughs> All right, you've got this. Now, you you need to be the best you you can be, you need to get us through that door. Okay. And Larry steps forward with the torch
1: and goes to uh, see if he can make any headway with the, the welding. Yeah. And he holds the flame up to the uh, to the the welding, and it's passing through the metal, not in a uh, in a cutting sense, but in the sense of so when, it's like in a 3D object in a video game clips through another, it just passes through. It's not cutting. Okay. It's not having any discernible right. impact on the door. Stop. Larry, stop.
2: Yeah, this is weird. Yeah. I don't got this. Oh, okay. It's alright. Like, <laughs> uh, I was trying to help your confidence. It's fine. Uh, so then. You just, you were I, just
1: trying to, you don't think I,
2: I I'm, i a just, good Larry? You're a great Larry. You're a great, you're, you're killing me, Larry. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's All right. For a very limited set of our audience, <laughs> uh, I go up and I like put my hand on the door and see if my hand goes through the door where Larry was cutting. It does go through the door. Okay. <laughs> well, this is like the worst door ever. <sighs> oh, well, that's, that's rude to door makers. And then I go, I just walk right through whatever, okay. like if I can.
1: You walk through, and uh, the room feels it, it, there's a kind of a coldness as you pass through the metal into this other space, and this other space is just endless black. It is it is it is it is vanta black. You cannot see edges of walls. You cannot see where, where where joins meet. You don't really have any real understanding of like the size and scope of the room. But you can make out um some individuals. Um in front of you, kind of slumped over, is Barton. They're slumped over, unconscious, kind of like uh when when Woody is inert in a Toy Story movie. Okay. And laying around them are the Department 08 soldiers that attacked you. They are they are also slumped on the ground, unconscious. There are four of them just lying on the ground, and about two or three foot further into this room. Again, you can't really determine how how far how large this room is. Um, but about a f- you know a foot or two further into this room, um, is a young girl in a in a in a pretty blue floral dress, kind of sitting. Uh, crisscross applesauce um, Making something out of Lego Uh hello She she doesn't look up at you But she just says
2: hello Who are you I'm no one Hello no one I'm the doctor
1: Nice to meet you Is this is this where
2: you're, you live For now You're not from here are you No but neither are you No but I knew that Um <laughs> Are you, Same. do you want, are you, are you trapped here? Not for long. Are you trying to get out?
1: I'm trying to help something else get out. What
2: are you trying to help get out? Something big. Is it something big and nice or something big and mean? That, that depends. No, I feel like it's a pretty straightforward
1: question. I think if you're a a fly you probably don't think spiders are very nice but spiders probably think flies are very nice indeed. Okay,
2: fair enough. I am not reassured as an audience <laughs> member. <Yeah. laughs> I don't I don't think most people think spiders are very nice and so that's a good point. Um the
1: papas, uh and uh, Puppas and everyone else Maybe Travis. I don't know what you're doing right now. I'm not leaving the group. Yeah, <laughs> they're 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 stepping through the door and, and they're they're in the space. And uh, um, Weaver, as soon as she sees Barton, uh, goes down to their side and and kind of shakes him and says, "Barton, Barton, can you
2: wake up, Barton?" And is getting no immediate reaction. Um, if he can, I I go back to where where the wall was, mm-hmm. and am I able to go through it now, or is there, are we are we stuck in this chamber now?
1: You. If you could see it, you get the sense you could probably go back. But mm-hmm. again, you, it's it's that same Vantablack on this side. It's I kind mean, of difficult to. But I just
2: saw uh, like four people. Like I saw three people, a yeah, could... dog come through it. So There doesn't seem. Like...
1: To, you put you put your hand up to that space, and you're able to pass through it. Okay. It's, it's inert on both sides.
2: And I go, I go. Maybe maybe you should take Barton and get them out of here, and the
1: the Russians too. Uh, Larry uh, uh, leans down to Barton and 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 says to Weaver is. Are they okay? I don't know that they're, they're not asleep. They're not unconscious. They're just lying here, and you can see on their face. You look at Barton, and their face is not. Um, they're not sleeping. They they're not passed out, um, and by all like all the signs of life are there. They're just not doing anything. Um,
2: no one. Yeah. Are they? Are they? Is there a way to get them back? What's happening to them? They're fine. They're just sad. Well, can you cheer them up? That's...
1: not... what we're for. Oh, come on. You can do it. Come on. No, they're... they're sad now. And... so are the others. And soon you will be sad too. Soon everyone
2: will be sad. Is that what's going to happen if the doors are opened? That's... What will happen if we get out? Well, then let's not do that. Maybe, maybe leave. Maybe stay
1: here. No, I, th- I think it's time for us to go. We've, we've been down here a very long time, and it's time for us to go. Do you like my model? And you can kind of see as she's, she's building this, um, the, this kind of. The only way to really describe what is happening is is, there's it, it's like an eldritch horror out of Lego, like the Legos and Duplos kind of all kind of stacked onto each other, and as pieces are. Some pieces are being placed by no one and other pieces are kind of slowly like swirling towards like they're being pulled by a gravitational force. And as each brick is kind of slotted into place, it begins to change color until like half of this thing, and it's clearly unfinished in its current state, but half of this thing appears to be made almost out of like a, uh, like a a dwarf star alloy. Um, it's not the vantablack of the rest of the room. It catches the light just so. Um, but it's, it, it has a kind of an almost organic, um, almost oozy quality to it as it begins that transition from the plastic to um
2: whatever it is becoming okay um what what are you what are you building no one nothing Are oh, you're building something might um, maybe you'll you'll see uh, i'd like to know ahead of time maybe because it feels like it's just threatening a lot of people that i care about which is a lot of people so
1: i feel like I think you already know what this is. I I I I I feel that you you and this thing may have had. You you know this thing, and this thing knows you. Okay. What can I what can I roll to like pull from memory of what it is? Um, that's a tricky one because you don't you don't recognize the shape of this thing. Okay. Um, it's not. I those words are not literal. It's not in the sense that this is a monster that you have met before in a literal sense. Okay.
2: I don't know. I don't know what
1: this is. Uh Weaver is now kind of shaking Barton and, and trying to get some kind of response from Barton and 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 there is nothing.
2: Does it seem like anybody else is aware of this little girl that I'm talking to or is it just Yeah, weird? everyone everyone else who is okay. who is awake and
1: cognizant Travis can see the little girl, Weaver can see the little girl. Okay. Um and uh and, and Larry says uh uh I I I don't know what's going. Uh, this is this is this is this is this is beyond me. This is I I'm not I'm not good enough to, I can't, I can't. And, and, and he starts to kind of start to slump down and kind of become limp. And he's starting to kind of mumble to himself. And then he, he is silent and he's just kind of laying there glassy. I I don't, I don't like this. Um, I don't know what to do. Puppers, uh, runs over to, uh, to Larry and starts licking his face and kind of barking gently. Um, and, and, kind of barking and and gently whining uh and you can hear you can hear hear uh hear Sergeant partner say larry good boy good boy larry larry good boy good boy am i a good boy am i and and, and you can kind of oh, see, no. you, like, can see no. you can see you can see papa's like papa's is asking this question am i a good boy am i a good boy and 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 it starts to get uh kind of quieter and and almost mumbled in so far as a dog can a dog dog speak that is being translated into english can mumble and you start to see him kind of retreat back into that kind of anxiety position he was in a moment ago
2: no one is this thing you're trying to free up is it sadness
1: sadness is part of it this is this is the internal this is it is already inside everyone and soon it will be of everyone and everything once, once we are released, it will it will take hold of everyone, and and we will be free.
2: I'm going to try to do all the same stuff I did earlier, petting him and stuff like that. Is that not doing anything this time? Um, you, his tail
1: starts to wag, and you, uh, you, you do see him. Kind of, he looks to you, and and he he asks, "My good boy,
2: you're you're a very good boy. You're you're a very good boy, Sergeant Pepper's. Sergeant Pepper's is a good boy. You're such a good boy. Uh,
1: and from behind you, you hear the little girl go, ugh. And as you turn and look, uh, you can see part of the Lego piece has fallen
2: off. Okay. Off of her model. Okay. <sighs> okay. Papa's, are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah. Papa's, Sergeant Papa's a good boy? You're a very good boy. P- good boy? You're a very good boy.
1: I'm a very good boy? Yes. I'm a very good boy! And his tail is like wagging. he's standing up and he's, he's, he's starting, you can, you can see him kind of starting to kind of, kind mm-hmm. of pull himself back together. And mm-hmm. as this happens, more, more pieces of the, of the, the, the Lego structure that the little girl is making fall out and she, and she says, mm-hmm. no! Just hearing you talk about puppers feeling better is making me Dan smile. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to say that makes another piece of the of the the Lego sculpture fall off. Oh my god, yeah, the meta, yeah, the meta of it. wow. <laughs> uh, Travis, oh. uh, I want you to do a roll. I want you to do uh, presence and resolve for me. Okay. Eleven. Okay, you are you are starting to feel it now. You are starting to feel that that this creeping shadow in your mind of like, maybe you, maybe you don't deserve to be on the TARDIS. Maybe, maybe the doctor doesn't want you around. Maybe, maybe you're just, you're just, you're here just because. And there's that, there's that, that fear and that worry, that voice in your head telling you that you don't, you don't belong. You don't belong here. You don't deserve to travel with the doctor. And the worst part is that voice. It's, it's almost your voice. And you can, you can kind of feel that, that shadow kind of creeping over yeah. you
0: I, I also feel like travis would start remembering the parallel world also
1: yeah it's I, like, that's almost certainly in there like yeah like it's y- just yeah, like, the the other you gave in the, yeah, of, the, the other, other you was not a good it. person yeah. are you a good person yeah. was that the real me and this yeah. is
0: this is a fake yeah. one and uh i think maybe like drops down to knee, doctor um we we need to, we need we need to get out of here. I th- I think I don't I don't I don't know I don't know what I can do and like I slump completely like still still conscious but yeah. like almost like face on the ground that you can't see. And I'm like doctor, doctor I I I can't see you, doctor.
2: Travis, Travis, I'm right here. I'm right here, Travis.
0: What what I there's nothing around.
2: There's just. There's nothing. It's it. I it's... I grab him by the shoulders and I'm like right in his face. I'm like Travis. I am right here. Travis, can you see me?
0: I, I I see you, but there's just darkness around. There's there's nothing. We're 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 nowhere. We're this. I don't I don't I don't know. And like he's almost like breathless and like doing that thing, like kind of like looking side to side, trying to snap yourself together or trying to get your bearings and just like. Falling deeper within himself kind of feeling.
3: Oh, Travis,
2: Travis, no, Travis. Listen to me. Travis. There's not, there's not a way to fight this. This isn't, this isn't a enemy that can just be defeated. This is, Travis, uh, Travis.
0: I let Millie down.
2: No, Travis, you didn't. Oh, God. Travis, you're, you're amazing. You're fantastic. Oh. oh. I turn back to, to no one. Oh, what's Weaver doing at this point? Is Weaver um, kind of down as well? Weaver's or... Weaver's down. Okay.
3: I can't um, believe I did Alien Resurrection.
2: <laughs> 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 uh, oh. oh. Oh, no. Oh, no one. No one. You can see it. Uh, like,
1: looking at Travis and putting the pieces that had fallen off when mm-hmm. Sergeant Puppa's perked up putting them back on the model and the model is starting to uh f- feel less lego-y and much more
2: organic now like it's it's okay. it's starting to grow into something yeah. has puppers kind of like gone back down again like after i no, Puppas poured-
1: puppers is uh like you can you can definitely feel like there's still still something but puppers okay. is like being brave and soldiering on okay oh
2: i get it now i think I think I understand what's happening here. Like, I get, I can help Puppers for a little bit. I can help Travis for a little bit, but there's not, there's not like a one fix all that's going to make this okay. This isn't something that can just be defeated or locked away. Locking it away doesn't help. It, it just, it just keeps coming back and it always has to be strong. You always have to be fighting against it. It's not. There's no quick solution here, Travis. You, Travis, Travis, look at me. Look at me. There's not he looks up. There's not a fix here. There's not a catch-all solution that's going to do it. This is something that's inside you. It's inside a lot of people. For some people it's harder than others, but it's something that we can we can't just lock it away and pretend it doesn't exist and think that it's going to make everything okay. Do you understand? I don't know. It's so hard. It's so hard.
0: And Travis,
2: uh ask for help. doctor help me i i'm going to do what i can you can it's it's not enough to think that you can just be strong and get through it it's it's okay to admit that you need help it's okay for all of you to admit that you need help with something i think i know what to do you know i i can i can try my best to cheer you up i can I can tell you to, to perk up and be fine. That's not going to fix it in the long term. That's not going to make it just go away. It's just going to prolong things and, and poke at them and, and make and be a f- quick fix. We can't do that right now. Right now, I need you to know that it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to ask for a doctor. Um, and then I'm I'm going to look at the look at no one and I go. That's 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 the trick here. This isn't a matter of letting something out or keeping something in. It's a matter of knowing something is there and that it has to be fought against, but it could be stood up to, and that with a little help, you can get through
1: it. You hear Barton from behind you. You hear them say,
2: Doctor, help me. Barton, help me. I kind of look around and I now that I kind of understand what's happening here, that, like, this is almost like a... Um, like an eldritch... It's like a sentient depression, essentially. Mm, um yes. I... Earlier, I I established that those memory filters mm-hmm. were out of it. Um, and so... Um, I'm going to look at everybody, and I'm going to say, this is not the end of this battle. This is always a battle. But... You called a doctor, and here's what I'm doing. Here's what I'm doing. And I-, I raise my sonic up, and I hit those memory filters, and I make them blast the entire area with a large dose of serotonin. Oh my god! <laughs> 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 uh, do you still? Do you? Have, you haven't used any of the story. The story. Points I have. have you back I right? have. I have. I have all of my story points except the one that I used to open the door earlier. How many story points do you personally
0: have? Right now,
2: I have nine plus my psychic paper, which I don't think I could use here. I... oh.
1: I'm gonna make this... this is five story points. Okay, fun. okay, Spent. You hit the the, the room, and you can kind of, as you, as you point the sonic skyward, you can kind of make out, now, for the first time, the edge of something. It is it is those memory filters on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And then the light, they, they shine with this bright light. If, if, I don't know what the opposite of Vanta Black is. Vanta
3: White, probably. <laughs> Vanta White, why not? Um, <laughs> Stuart Sample's pink is pink, baby. Yeah.
1: And then suddenly that 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 light starts to to shine and illuminate the room. And as it does so, the the, the uh, everyone who's on the ground, the units, the former unit soldiers, the uh, Department 08 soldiers, everyone starts to um, kind of pull themselves together a little bit and they start, they start getting up and, and, and kind of looking around the, the surroundings and the little girl is just kind of screaming like no as, as the, the, the Lego sculpture starts to crumble apart and the, the bricks kind of fall off and the bricks start to turn to dust and as this light grows you, you, you see the girl and she looks at you and she looks you dead in the eyes and it is a look you have seen. Before this is the look that the scene. This is this is something that the doctor has seen many times throughout their lives, and then there is nothing but white, and then everyone starts coming to, and you're not in a base anymore. You're not underground. You're not in the Red Archive. You are lying on the streets of Pripyat, uh with the grey sky above you and crumbling buildings. Uh, grass and plants jutting out of concrete damaged walls you are on the surface again um, as everyone uh, starts to come around Um I think
0: that Travis starts crying but that not that sadness cry but like almost that like relief sort of cry yes. and like you know tell me if this is not case, but I feel like everyone affected might be kind of under the same sort of like just overwhelmed with emotion type thing, yeah,
1: there's definitely like a yeah. real feeling of like broken tension um in the room, and not only that, but a lot of the the broader effects that affected you at the beginning have started to dissipate. Travis, you are starting to feel your normal self again, you've got your bravery back, um doctor, you can now feel the turn of the universe again, you are no longer having that that sensation suppressed and everyone else um Barton Weaver Larry the the soldiers Sergeant Puppers everyone is just kind of getting up and there's 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 a couple of like sobs but that again that kind of relief crying and then one of the one of the the Department 08 soldiers just kind of starts laughing and then one of the other soldiers starts laughing and then Barton starts laughing like this it's, it's 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 kind of this infectious tension breaking laughter Mm -hmm. um and uh we we're gonna we're gonna jump forward a little bit in time maybe maybe not much like 15 20 minutes okay yeah (laughs) um and now the unit soldiers and department zero are talking they're having a conversation they are swapping notes Mm -hmm. um made all the easier by the fact that we're also very close to the TARDIS the Mm -hmm. TARDIS uh translation matrix is is in full effect and and these people who Maybe previously wouldn't have been able to communicate are now able to communicate and mm-hmm. swap notes about what happened in the red archive. And they're talking about, um, they're talking about, uh, what has happened. And as this happens, uh, Barton kind of approaches, approaches you both and says, uh, that was, that was something. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's not going away, is it?
2: No, Barton. Um, that wasn't a victory downstairs. That was a medication. What what we we're, what we're face on there is something that can't be defeated, but it is something that can be treated.
1: Yeah,
2: I think you're right. Um,
1: how are how are how are you both feeling? I'm not gonna lie. I could really use a hug. Sergeant Puffers comes running over. Oh. Sergeant Puffers gallops over and leaps up at you. And if you could speak dog, you would you would hear him saying your name. But instead, all you hear is barking. And I think like you know, I'm getting licked in the face and on my
0: back, and I'm laughing and it's like oh, this is exactly what I needed and give the good good roughhousing just <laughs> a little bit. But then I get back to my feet and I I, I do motion to. Barton, to see if hey, is this is this cool? And they move in for a hug, and it's it's a good hug. And then we break, and then I turn to the doctor. And I said, "You're just a wonder."
2: No, no, I'm not, Travis. I'm just a doctor. And then I hug you. <laughs> I, I take a hug. <laughs> Barton uh, looks at you both, and he says, "So, what what happens next?" Same thing as it. Anything else? You, you're aware of the the issue, and you know how to treat it. Okay. We'll uh
1: we'll station a task force here just to kind of keep an eye on things. But uh, I think we I think everyone affected today probably has a pretty good handle on how to how to how to tackle this. And it's not always going to be easy, but it's something we can do. And if things get rough, we can we can do what we did. In the first place, and that is ask for help.
2: It's a good start. Before we move yeah. on, uh, can yeah. we, out of character, just address that? Like that, like we talked about something in this episode that's like pretty heavy in the real world, yeah. and like mm. I just want to make sure that our audience knows that we're not trying to uh, belittle real struggles with Absolutely. depression, and like we, we, I think that if anything in this episode felt tone deaf or felt like like a misrepresentation of of real struggles that you have we, we totally understand if, you, if that upsets you and we apologize it, hope i hope you know that anything that was like um that felt oversimplifying or whatever is is only filtered the context of we're telling a doctor who story mm-hmm. and that whatever we're creating is an is an alien approximation of real world things. And, and I just don't want anyone to think that we're belittling real world struggles with a very legitimate mental illness by making it like an alien monster creating it. So hmm. the thing that we just faced was not like, we're not trying to say like depression is something you can just defeat with a flick of us on a screwdriver. Of course not. Um, so I just want to make sure, yeah, everyone, I think, mm-hmm, I think yeah. everyone in the room has struggled at some point with some sort of thing. Like, you know, I, I don't, so I just, I just, it's, it's really important to me that I think our audience knows that we're, we're, trying to come from a place of like an interesting storytelling and not a place of like trying to solve anyone, any real world issues. Absolutely. Else. And, was- and just,
1: just to speak to that, because I, I, and I think I've been very open about this on Twitter. I deal with depression and mm-hmm. I, for this, I, I, I like the crux of this was, was personal experience. Yeah. Like, I'm, I've been very open and public about the fact that I had a breakdown a few years ago. We, this, yeah. is, this is a heavy conversation to have, but I wanted to try to channel that into something that wasn't necessarily. And the idea of this is not, depression is an alien force and if you can you destroy this alien you defeat depression that's not that's not how that works in any way shape or form the the idea for me has always been that um depression is 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 of the mind and although you can't you it's, it's an ongoing thing it's never it's not something that you can you know just you know banish or bury as you very Mm -hmm. eloquently put when you you know speaking as the doctor um it is it is it is an ongoing struggle and it's a struggle that i you know sometimes i have better days than others but i want i wanted to to
2: kind of channel that a little bit so i'm sorry to like derail narrative with an out of character discussion or something i know it's kind of like a little bit weird to be like it's not weird, but I want to say it's a little bit atypical of a fictional thing to stop and go, let's explain the fiction we just did. But I, I feel like I get so frustrated when like, a TV show does like an episode about depression or suicide, and then all they do at the end is toss a bumper up like, here's the suicide hotline. Yeah. And I feel like that is such a lazy way of like trying to absolve yourself of like the thing with a very sensitive topical issue and I just I want people to know ahead of time like let, let people people know immediately listening to it that like we are aware of the real world issues and we don't want this fiction to make light yeah. of
3: that. So we're doing so this because right. we want you to know you're not alone yeah absolutely
2: yeah
1: Flash forward to the interior of the the TARDIS. Uh, Doctor, is the ship already in flight, or are you have you just arrived? How do you want to play this?
2: Um, oh, I think the first thing I've done actually is check. I want to go in and check on Roman. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I can, if I may pitch, I think that Gunther is lying on your belly. And <gasps> <All laughs> right. I do have <laughs> a, a. I think that I think that Roman was also like. Tangentially affected by this this energy that's coming out, but I also know that in real life, the purrs of cats are actually known to help treat uh, like baseline levels of depression. Um, Magnificent. Like, it's like there's actually like a weird like like the the frequency of mm-hmm. a cat's purr has has mental effects so I think yeah. I like the idea of, of finding uh...
3: it's literally a healing frequency it's yeah. remarkable yeah. cats are the greatest yeah. um, just generally but also in these specific contexts yeah. um, I was going to say uh, uh, when the doctor and Travis return to the TARDIS I think Roman is bundled up in a chair um, I, I guess with Gunter in, uh, uh, in his lap and I think Roman is rocking back and forth because he has experienced uh, what you're dealing with and when you enter the TARDIS, he looks at you and do. You, do you have any idea what that was? Uh fortunately, yes, I do. It was from the Dark Times, Doctor, before the Empire. Sorry. <laughs> no, but, sorry. <laughs> but this was... Yeah. Before the Dark Times, before the the web of time.
2: Yes, uh, Roman. I think that. We can go ahead and assume that a lot of protections that the Time Lords have for the universe are no longer being kept in check. You don't understand what I'm
3: saying. Rassilon is turning the monsters of the past into weapons to kill you. This wasn't a thing in a box. It was a trap. I certainly left us all with a big cliffhanger there. Sorry about that. Uh, uh, Michael Nixon, your friendly uh, neighborhood engineer, right here. Uh, and uh, of course, you know, I just wanted to restate again you know, if you or anybody you know are affected by depression, I, I know I certainly am, um, do what the doctor says here. Get help. It, uh, it's the hardest thing, but it's also easier than you think. Uh, trust me, it, you can get through. Uh, like the doctor says, the only way out is through. Thanks again, everybody uh, at home who listened uh, to this week's episode. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks with more fun adventures. Till then, you can follow us at on Pod on the various socials media. Uh, I, your friendly neighborhood engineer, am at Michael Nixon. Uh, our exquisite GM is mmm, mmm, at Ben Padden. Uh We... <laughs> Our doctor is at Riley Silverman or occasionally at Riley J. Silverman, depending on the platform uh, uh, you're looking. And, of course, our uh, wonderful companion, Travis Killian, is played by at Dune Pook or Dan Peck. Uh, And until then, just remember, you are not alone. You're never alone.